The road to Ashley Moore's house in Amador County weaves past swaths of brown grassland peppered with oak trees. I drive slowly up the hill, passing a steel supply store, a feed barn, and the occasional ranch. She's 25 minutes from the nearest real town, but the zigs and zags make it feel like a longer journey. Turn left onto Curran Road. She's waiting for me in front of her beige one-story. She sets up her four-year-old daughter, Mia, with a video about horses. They're rolling and they're getting dirty. <laughs> then she leads me into the backyard. We're building chicken tractors. We got the awning of the gazebo up, but everything's still like 27 projects here, 27 projects there. Ashley is 35, and she spends most of her days up in these hills. She's a t-shirt and ponytail kind of mom, always ready to quash a tantrum or catch a runaway chicken. She grew up near here, and she used to be a paramedic. She says she was on top of things, but when Mia was born, life became a struggle. Came home and everything was just fine and got back to the work grind, and that's when things started to get hard, was going back to work after having a baby. Being away, long hours, stressful job, um, and no time for yourself. Ashley says she let this stress build and build until she just cracked. We knew something was wrong with me because I had started to get violent. Just, like, just fly off the handle for no reason. I was crying a lot about everything. Things would just set me off. Things that were totally normal, silly, stupid life things. And I would just nut up, like screaming, yelling. This was new territory for Ashley. She felt like she wasn't in charge of her own brain anymore. And then the suicidal thoughts began creeping in. You just think everyone's better without you. You think it's easier for everybody else. But you know that's not true. Like, you say it out loud and you're like, you sound ridiculous. But on the inside, you're just like, I'm hurting everybody. I just tried to tough it out, you know, I tried to hang in there. Tough it out. It's sort of a mantra in Amador County, a rural community southeast of Sacramento. It's a former gold mining town that gathers around high school sports teams and pancake breakfasts. About 80% of residents are white. More than 10% are veterans. The quiet, rolling hillsides draw in lots of retirees. On Main Street in Jackson, the largest town in the area, old-timey music pours out over the toy stores, ice cream parlors, and knick-knack emporiums. A banner strung between telephone poles advertises a shooting competition. This place seems frozen in the past. A lot of people say that's what makes it so pleasant. But some residents say the town is in denial. Suicide is kept quiet, and the feelings of suicide are kept quiet for the most part, and the silence prevents anybody from knowing. You have a community, I think, that does not understand mental health. They did feel sort of shameful. Nobody ever really dealt with it. And people just sort of went on, you know. They want it to stay exactly like it did the last hundred years, and the rest of the nation is moving on. And that ties into the whole suicide thing. They're burying it. The whole suicide thing the S-word everyone knows about, but no one wants to discuss. 
Amador has the third highest suicide rate of any county in California. It's nearly three times higher than the state average. All of the top-ranking counties are rural. This lines up with a trend experts are seeing across the nation. Small, impoverished places with slim mental health resources, transportation barriers, lots of substance abuse, and a culture of silence are becoming breeding grounds for suicide. No one's immune. Suicide affects lonely seniors, frustrated teens, grieving parents, and concerned neighbors. And there's a stigma. It's a small place, and some residents call it a gossip mill. If you park at the health clinic in Jackson, the odds are high that you'll run into a neighbor headed to the grocery store. So it's no wonder people in crisis aren't reaching out for help. Ashley didn't want anyone to know about her breakdown. I always thought that if people took antidepressants um, or wanted to hurt themselves, that they just weren't strong-minded. They weren't strong-willed. I used to think, like, you don't need that. Just get over it. Just be okay. Just don't be sad. People just don't want to believe that people can have mental health problems or, oh, it couldn't be her or, you know, or it couldn't be him, but it can. And people are good at hiding it. I was good at hiding it for a long time. I don't think if I would have had the support at home, I don't know how people make it. They don't. That's the problem. They give up. She was almost one of those people. Mia was somewhere. She, I think she was at a, her grandma's or something. And I just was going crazy, like just the t t total suicidal thoughts. But I didn't want to hurt myself. But it just kept, you know, how I was saying that. It'll just be easier. They'll be fine. It'll be hard at first for everybody, but then in the long run, they'll be better without me. Like, they'll get over it. They'll be fine. And finally, I, um, I just thought, I got to get out of here. I can't be alone. I got in the car, and I drove to my old work, to, to my friend. And um, it took everything I had. Every time I would go by a telephone pole, I would literally have to say to myself, don't drive into it. Don't. Stay on the road. Just keep going. You just got to make it to Jackson. Just make it to Jackson. Having to fight your brain like that, I mean, it's just, it is not okay. One car or one telephone pole of not being strong, I would have done it. I would have done it. Being strong is hard. Not everyone can stay above water. Sometimes they need a lifeboat. There's a growing coalition of people in Amador County trying to give them one. They've almost all lost someone to suicide or been on the verge of it themselves. Like we said, Amador is third in the state for suicide. It only trails Sierra and Mariposa, two other tiny Northern California communities. State data experts warn that these rates are not exact because the actual number of suicides is pretty small. In Amador County, 85 people took their lives between 2010 and 2017, according to data from the local health department. Nearly 90% of people who killed themselves were men. Most were between age 40 and 70, more than a quarter were veterans. Less than 10% were inmates at the nearby Mule Creek State Prison. That small-town stigma we talked about can make people reluctant to seek help. If and when they do reach out, they're likely to hit another wall, finding treatment. Ashley's journey to recovery has been long and slow. Even after she worked up the guts to call around to doctor's offices, she was repeatedly turned down by therapists who were overbooked. 
I left and just thought, that's it. Nobody cares. Nobody's going to help me. Like this, like this is just, was a huge awakening to me that when you ask for help, people don't get it until it gets bad. She eventually found a provider in Sacramento, and she says it's helping a lot. But not everyone can make the drive. The county hired a psychiatrist this summer, after more than a year of struggling to recruit someone, even after raising the salary again and again. So there's the one psychiatrist now, but her services are only for people on Medi-Cal. Bob Hartman was the county public health officer for 16 years. Now he works at the hospital and tries to teach doctors how to ask patients about mental illness. I, I think we sort of panic when we have to try to find a psychiatrist for our patients. It's just a very, very difficult thing to do. And uh, just feel, feel really badly for the patients that there are not enough resources. When people in crisis show up in the emergency room, they don't get transferred to a psych bed or a specialized institution the way they do in cities. At least, not quickly. ER staff told me they hold people for up to seven days, often consulting with psychiatrists through video to figure out how to prescribe medication. They make calls until they find the patient a psych bed in Sacramento, Elk Grove, or the Bay Area, or wherever there's an opening. For people who are already reluctant to see a therapist, the thought of being sent to a faraway facility or having to drive an hour can be an insurmountable barrier. There's a saying in the mental health world, helplessness begets hopelessness. People don't see solutions, they stop trying. When someone loses their will to live and starts contemplating taking their own life, they're in what doctors call a suicidal crisis. It's considered a medical emergency, and it's probably what Ashley was going through that day in her car. If that person is anywhere near a firearm, that danger becomes critical. Guns are just part of the culture in Amador. Remember that shooting competition that they were advertising on Jackson's Main Street? I checked it out. They're used for sport or to guard cattle, and they're the method of choice for more than half of the county's suicides. Veronica Pear is a researcher at UC Davis. She's been looking at the way guns are used in urban versus rural places. On average, rural areas had three times higher rates of firearm suicide than metropolitan areas. Um, but when we looked at homicide, there was really no difference. A group called the Gunshot Project wants to bring information about suicide prevention to stores that sell firearms in rural areas. They've already started in Shasta and Solano counties, and they've got Amador and Calaveras on the list. They want gun enthusiasts to learn about suicide risk and look out for each other. Garen Wintemute, also of UC Davis, says friends and family can actually intervene if they feel someone isn't stable enough to hold on to a firearm. A gun dealer actually put it better than I think anybody else has. He said basically the idea is, Bob, how about I, how about I babysit your guns for a while? That, that that's the idea. It would be done voluntarily, I, I suspect in most cases and ideally, but there are times when an individual is in serious crisis and doesn't recognize it. Amador County is distributing free gun locks at suicide awareness events this fall. Ashley Moore says after her breakdown, she asked her husband to change the code on their gun safe. She tells me about it at a coffee shop in Ione. I knew that if I wasn't in my right mind, 
when I was having a, a dark day. But if I had access to them, I'd probably use it, or I'd be more likely to use it. And I, I don't, I don't want to do that. I, I don't want to die. I just don't want to feel like this anymore. So that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to figure out how to live a life that allows me to feel better and not feel like this. And it's just going to take time. You know? It sucks because I feel like this happened to me overnight, but it's not getting fixed overnight. Activists in Amador County say it's important for friends and family to listen to people and have the suicide hotline number ready. But they also need to be vigilant about looking for red flags. That's Trixie Smith's MO. She's a single mom in her 50s, a former drug abuser turned peer support specialist. I walk up the stairs of her building, past a wind chime and a collection of rocks and cacti. She's got a bright green ribbon pinned to her shirt. It says, know the signs. A row of rubber bracelets on her arm makes a sort of half sleeve. She starts telling me about a friend. I tried to help him, and in the five months that I knew him, we became very close. He was like a brother to me and sometimes like one of my own children. And we just tried to give him as much support and love that we could because I knew that he was very, very depressed. And um, I was trying to help him get his appointments lined up for behavioral health, but he was in somewhat of denial that he really had mental illness. She met him while volunteering at a wellness center, and she just kept following up. She didn't think he'd do anything drastic. He would constantly say, you don't ever have to worry about me taking my life because I'm too afraid. I'm a carrot, I couldn't do it. And I believed that. So it was very, very shocking when I found that he did. So that's why she wears the bright green ribbon to let people know she's ready to talk. And that opens up a dialogue. And then they might say, oh, well, I know I have a friend, or, you know, I'm going through this, or I have been going through that. And I think if we just can talk about it, people are afraid to talk about it. But if you make yourself available and let people know that you're willing to talk, they will. So what are the signs? If someone talks about wanting to die, feels hopeless or trapped, or says they're in pain, if they're withdrawing or feeling isolated, sleeping too much or too little. These are some of the red flags. Ashley Moore says she's done hiding her mental illness. She still hasn't told all of her old co-workers, but she thinks she might be ready to soon. Talking does make you feel better, even if people don't say anything. It's just the stigma of it that makes it hard. But I, I'm past that now. I don't care what people think. I don't care what people say. Like, I joke about it, you know, like, yep, went a little, went a little cuckoo. But, um, you know, a lot of people aren't lucky. A lot of people don't get the help. A lot of people don't make it out alive. And I'm glad that I have. She still has bad days. But she has good days, too. We're back at her place, spending some time with her chickens. I got those chickens when all this stuff started, and as silly as that sounds, going out there and just talking to chickens is very therapeutic for me. <laughs> They're simple little, they just want attention and food, and they don't care about anything else. 
Out front, Mia is playing with some sort of wind-up ladybug. I ask what its name is. Um, Aisha. And it was her birthday this morning. So she losing tooth right there, but this is the tooth Ashley right is there. watching closely. She's wondering what the next few months will bring and envisioning the future she's fighting for. I just have to look at the bright side of things every day. Like try to... I just like to think that it won't be like this forever. Boy, I hope. <laughs> I want to see my kids grow up. I want to see them get married. I'd like to be the grandma that spoils them and sends them back home to their mom and dad. <laughs> but um, it's hard to see that far. But man, I want to make it there. I leave Ashley in her driveway, pretty sure she's going to be okay, and hoping she doesn't make another reckless drive down the long and windy hills back to town. If you're thinking about suicide or know someone who is, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255.